Hello, welcome to the Universal Hitchhiker. This is Jeff. With me today, Clementine Delone from Visions of Atlantis. How are you? I'm very good. Thank you very much. Even though the city is now completely blasted by the virus, I keep staying as much as possible and everyone around and everyone in the band is doing fine. So we're good. So are you all quarantined right now then? No, I'm not. But like from Saturday on, all the bars must close for the next 10 days. And um, it's not be possible to go to a restaurant with more than six person. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. So you're still very limited. Um, yeah, here we're coming out of it a little bit, but then everybody gets overly comfortable uh, and then you start seeing it rise again. I think people yeah. are just so anxious to get out that whenever the chance arises, some people kind of go a little bit too far. So, so sorry about that. Um, obviously, the reason for this call, um, a symphonic journey to remember um, your live DVD and CD, um, which was recorded last year, correct? Yeah. Um, as if Wanderers was not good enough on its own, you guys said, let's get an orchestra together and do a live show and record that. Tell me how all this happened. I think, you know, uh, it was in long time fantasy for the band to ever like perform with an orchestra. You know, we're a symphonic metal band. We have symphonic arrangements, arrangement on our songs all the time. So finally being able to, to perform live with an orchestra is is a dream come true. And I think it just happened because we discovered that orchestra, the Bohemian Symphony Orchestra of Prague, who already had done some stuff with other metal bands or other rock bands. And we thought, yeah. hey, these people, they like to do that. Let's get in touch. And from let's get in touch, it was it went to they're ready, they want to do it, to they're free in, in, in the summer and then we decided to, to to do this on a festival because it was easier. The people would already be there. I mean, the audience and yeah. it would be a great stage and so on. So we decided to do it on a festival and Beg Your Head agreed. So from Let's Get In Touch, it went to We Can Perform Bang Your Head Festival with an orchestra. And, and when we knew this was going to happen, we said, we can't just let that go. We, yeah. we have to record this. You know, we have to keep a memory of that. And if it's good enough, let's make a DVD out of it. You know, it was not even considering, you know, Wonders was not even out when we made that DVD. So. Oh, really? Yeah. No kidding. One month huh. prior to the release. <laughs> so how do you rehearse for something like that with uh, when you get the orchestra? Because I know you already have to rehearse a lot before you do a tour or even just a show. Um, is there a lot of rewrites, anything like that? The orchestra was very autonomous in preparing their own parts. We send them the songs and they worked on their own scores and they did some of the arrange, rearrangement work so that they could perform the songs and respect how they were written um, with their own ensemble, their own, their, their own section of, of instruments. So we didn't have to to go too much into these details with them because they did an amazing job on their own. And then we rehearsed for two days uh, in Czech Republic. It was easier for us to go there than to bring the orchestra somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. So we rehearsed with them for two days there and uh, it went fine. It was great. It was, uh, it was intense though, because 
it's it was a long show and sometimes you're like you don't have the time to to get into too too many details at some point but you just hope it goes it goes fine and then you take a leap of faith and the next day you're on stage with them <laughs> yeah well and it has to feel kind of um I mean, every single person, your band and as well as the orchestra have all done this before. So, I mean, it's, you know, ad-libbing and, and kind of filling in the blanks. I mean, everybody's a professional, so that has to, you know, kind of add to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, tell me, you, you are, and you're a fan of classical music anyway, so this had to have been really kind of something, like almost like a, a come together for everything that you've worked for through the years. For me, it was perfect. It was the perfect combination. It's uh, I, w I felt like I was in, in both of my worlds. And yeah, I wish we could perform with an orchestra just all the time because it gives so much depth to the song and some such an epic dimension to our music and so much emotions, you know, when when there are real strings, especially on the softer songs, softest songs, when you can really hear what they're playing in details. Yeah, I just love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, is it, is this something where maybe you guys have discussed the idea of possibly bringing in maybe a violinist, maybe a pianist, anything like that? Not not one single instrument. It would be too too little compared to how our arrangements song sound right now. Yeah. It's like our songs are very the the orchestrations are very heavy. It's not like we have like a nice violin solo somewhere. So. Yeah. So, so far, no, we haven't discussed this. When it comes to pianists, I know a lot of people are asking, why don't you have a keyboard player? Why is it always on backing tracks, all the piano parts and stuff? The reality is that it's kind of difficult to find the right person in the region where the band is, which is Austria or southern Austria, like close to Italy and stuff. It's it's not easy to find someone in that in that part. And when you add another band member, you add all the cost that goes with that. It's less easy to travel in a van because it's one more person, it's one more gear, it's, you know, it, everything takes more space. So we really decided to go for something simpler and focus on on uh, the assets that we have already within the band, you know, the performance we yeah. have, the collaboration we have, Michele and I, the the vocals, the arrangements that we that we can pull out. So so yes. But playing with an orchestra is something we're going to do again as soon as we can because it was planned for this year and you know what happened. <laughs> oh, were, were you going to actually do a full tour with them this year or just Not another show? Tour. It was it was two other festivals. It was Metal on the Hill in Austria and uh, Masters of Rock in uh, Czech Republic. Yeah, all the wonderful setbacks of COVID. That has, yeah. that, has, that has to be frustrating because I, I mean... If you talk about uh, visions of Atlantis and the music, um, obviously it's 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 really good when you you know when you play it on Spotify or an album. But that music is meant to be played live. Am I not? I mean, am I not mistaken that when you're in a in a festival or in a show, um, it just makes it that much bigger than what it really you know than what it is. I think this is the purpose of any music. It's before we invented the recording machines, music was shared from people to people, you yeah. know, from the streets to the, the court of kings, like music was always there. It was something that bring people, brought people together. It was bringing uplifting moods or it was a way of expression, passing messages, passing any kind of emotions to
You know, music is meant to be played with others. It's meant to be shared as an energy. And um, so nothing can replace for me. Nothing can replace the standing concerts that are forbidden now. And, and I hope that they'll come back because it's a large part of our human interaction that is that is that we're deprived of deprived of if this stays like that for longer for a longer time are they attempting and i know here um in the u.s i know there's been a lot of like drive-up shows uh and then there's also been they'll actually give you like a like a six by ten area that you have to stay in and you pay for a certain group but is that something that's been uh discussed or even attempted there I know a couple of bands managed to play some driving shows. Um, like I can think of Kiss and Dynamite did, did that in Germany, and I think Beyond the Black as well. But uh, we, I don't think we got the chance to do that. I don't even know if this is something that we would love to do because, yeah. as I said, it's it's music is about connection, and if you can't connect to people, if people can't connect to each other. Must, it must feel very empty in a way. Like there's must be a huge feeling of something's missing. And I don't know if this is the kind of performance that I, I want to play. Yeah. I, I've seen a lot of videos of you guys playing live and, and sadly I've, I haven't had the privilege to see you live, but it's, it's um, both of you um, when you're on stage tend to massively connect with the fans. It's almost like they're, they are part of the show, which is the same for everybody. But I tend to see that in the videos and stuff that you guys seem to be even more in tune with your fans and with the audience. Um, is that natural or was that a, a, something you always wanted to focus on? You know, um, when it comes to stage performance, Visions comes back from such a dark period of time. Like for five years, nothing happened. We, we just grew our band through our, our relationship with our fans we grew ourselves on stage by just performing on stage and there are very 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 little things in our show that are pre-thought or pre-conceived -con yeah <laughs> it's it's more like we just live the show and Michele and I what's amazing about him is that he he has this sensitivity this openness to the other he pays attention to my moves and and I pay attention to his and and well sometimes we miss, we miss each other but but we play along all of that and every show is different there are still some things that we'd like to repeat because as soon as during a show we realize oh that was cool you remember when, when we did that we're like yeah let's do it next time because we enjoy it and and the, the relationship with our fan just comes naturally because we're open people we're we want to bring something to them and they're part people are part of the show performing in front of an empty venue or when we rehearse in a venue before going on tour we play the same music but there's yeah. there's a huge part missing is the re the people we're singing to and yeah the, the people are part of the show so we, we we just naturally just involve them and want them to interact and 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 answer and sing and and do their thing so that they're so that they have the feeling like we're exchanging something. That's awesome. Um, let's talk about a little bit about the songs. Um, Release my symphony. Um, do you? Does everybody partake in the songwriting, the lyrics and and the music? N no, um, the lyrics are on me. On okay. The entire album. 
Um, but when it comes to songwriting on this record, uh, I worked with our producer a lot. Um, we collaborated for that song in particular. Uh, most of the time, our producer was like uh, helping us shape ideas and, and came with ideas himself. And Michele brought two songs on that record. I brought one. Um, so yeah, and the guitar and the bass from on the band, they don't participate into, into that um aspect so do they do, do they come to you with the music or do you come to them with the lyrics first oh the music first yeah and then you write around what it makes you feel yeah yeah and then I wanna, did, I wanna, sorry no no go ahead please yeah because i want to i want to like my priority is the musicality of, of of the song so you need to have a good vision of what the melody is going to be like with when it comes to rhythm to make sure that you put the right words that have the same rhythm on it and if you start from a sentence or a paragraph that's already written it's not given that the emphasis on the words would correspond to a nice melody so yeah um yeah it's music first and then i adapt my lyrics to the melody that's why i always write new, the lyrics last when it comes to writing a new album because because i want the entire music and vocal lines to be fixed so that i avoid issues of of, of number of foot and issues of of not stressing out the right syllable because you know english is not our mother tongue language so yeah yeah <laughs> i made some very classic mistakes that they still love to to have fun with me about so <laughs> That's it's got to be harder too to do when you're doing a song because to do two parts. I mean, usually if you can just do lyrics, but I'm assuming that when you're writing a song and it's for both of you, you have to kind of feel out both parts. Does that make it a lot more difficult? Actually, actually, the, the difficulty no, it's the same because you know you have it, it truly depends if you consider that the two characters in the song are singing the same message. Therefore, they can sing like a different view of the same message, and it doesn't really matter that there is actually a different voice. Or you make those two characters interact, and then you have to write for their for their both parts. But this you decide upon what the song what the song makes you feel like, and and the, the ambience of the song itself. And then and then as soon as you have the characters, it's easier to imagine what they would say yeah. uh, instead of having like if you instead of having to write for only from only one point of view it's actually easier to, to have several points of view oh i never would have thought that i would thought writing for two like well what would he say what would she say <laughs> um you're you're classically trained your voice and and music in the beginning because i think you started with piano is that right is when you first started when you were younger was this the type of music that you were hoping to get into or how did this evolve for you well um i started the piano at nine because i i really loved that instrument i had no ambition with with just being the piano i wanted to learn i wanted to be able to play the pieces that i liked the thing is very soon it was a jazz teacher that i had back then he taught me how to improvise so i started to write my own piano pieces when I was younger and when I started to take classical singing lessons I was listening to rock and stuff and and I actually would say I always pictured myself as a singer <laughs> uh, 
but my idol idols when I was younger were more like Madonna and Michael Jackson from nine to like let's say 13 or 14 years old and when I started to take classical lessons I, I met someone who wanted to found a gothic metal band with a with a female singer and he lent me to records of Nightwish and that was really like I didn't I had no idea what I was listening to honestly I had never heard anything like that before because my like the hardest things I I could have listened to from my parents was like Tears for Fears or Led Zeppelin or Queen, yeah. but but no real hard stuff. And I was like, is that medieval music? Like medieval music? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> like I had, you know, when you have never heard something, how do you put your how do you put any words on that? It's like I remember the first time I listened to black metal, I thought it was a machine gun. Like you know, like <laughs> you know, because you never know, you don't know how to you know so. To come back to that, yeah. And when I was digging into 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 their music, Nightwish music, I discovered this was like I was like I want to express myself that way because it's the the perfect meeting point of something heavier and powerful with the beautifulness of romantic classic music. And I was like, eh, I'm in heaven. This is both my world. I like. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I, I was 16 or 17 back then. So when when you're learning this stuff i mean there's a big community in this now because you've been i mean you've been in, i know you had serenity before this but um you're kind of a pioneer in this i mean i realize that there's some other bands and performers that had been around before you but that community has grown a lot uh the symphonic um you know more operatic metal uh, does that how does that feel that you've kind of been a part of that growth of that whole community? Well, it's hard to feel that there is still that aura from the past because our band is 20 years old. Basically, it's older than Epica. But if you look at our career compared to Epica's career, we're, we're very far behind because of many management and internal issues that just made so many people leave the band or, or get fired and the identity visually and musically of Visions of Atlantis was so unstable for so many years that I understand some people just dropped the band like fans like said like this and we changed musical styles so many times you know it's it's hard for people to figure out who we are now and so at some point we feel like we have the legitimacy to talk about symphonic metal because we were here like since the beginning of, of that genre. It does not mean that we represent the genre. It does not mean that we do the best symphonic metal out there. Um, still, we, we, there are things to be told. There is an identity. There's always a new identity to be, to be shared because there are so many ways of being a symphonic metal band if you wanted to. Um, and I think we're going to allow ourselves to be a little bit more, to be bolder when it comes to artistic musical artistic direction within the next album because we we want to take more risk and we want to really create a mus musical identity that would make our band stand out and and be very legitimate as one of the pioneers as you said of symphonic metal um the lineup that you have now has been the same for about what three four years so it's a pretty solid group at this point now too yeah. Oh, Michele, well. Michele, Michele joined us uh, in October 2018. Right. So, but I, I joined seven years ago, and 
the style and the, the consistency of what we've been doing has, has been quite a kind of stable since we released Deep in the Dark in, 2000, in early 2018. So yeah. for us, honestly, we feel like we're two years old or three years old. You know, it's it's Thomas sometimes we can feel he has the weight of the years because he's been there the whole time. But for us and especially for Mick, it's like this band is two years old. <laughs> we still yeah. have to grow everything. <laughs> it's like it's like a brand new band. We just released our brand new album, Wanders, and now we're out. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's guy. You have a great outlook for it, and it, and it's it is hard. There are some bands that go through that a lot, and it's um, to have that right mentality afterwards and and still want to move forward is really good. Um, it shows a lot of strength.
I want to go back to the live stuff. Uh, with with your voice, uh, there's a couple questions about the live shows because um, as clear and beautiful as it is, I'm assuming that it's probably a lot of work before you go on stage and when you're on stage to keep from losing your breath and and making sure that you hit all the notes correctly. How do you how do you how do you deal with that? <laughs> Well, I have a, I have a solid training in managing, my, you know, the, the foundation of singing is, is breath. So you have to have sort of an established vocal technique, especially breathing technique that supports your voice for half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half, if it doesn't matter. Um, then, of course, it's a muscle, so you have to train it. Uh, you have to get used to singing for a long time without your voice to lose its color. The good thing with Meek is that we we share vocal lines. It's not like I'm singing straight an hour and a half of concert, so that's yeah. relieving for the voice. But it's counter. Uh, the counterpart of that is that my what I do with Visions of Atlantis vocally is so varied that it's can be very draining for the voice to switch from very rock and belting techniques to go back to classical to to go back to softer stuff. You know, it's it's. You're using your voice in so many different ways. It's really tiring. So I I am very much listening to my body, listening to my voice. When I'm on tour, I don't drink alcohol. I party, but not too late. I try to get good hours of sleep. If, I, if there is a night I didn't sleep well, I don't party the next one. It's like my instrument is my body. So yeah. if, I, if I want to respect the audience and, and keep like performing the way they can expect it from me, I... Yeah, I just do the things that are necessary. And it comes with just being a little bit more serious sometimes when it comes to like just taking care of yourself. Like, like there, I don't remember which artist said that. It was a famous singer like from, from a big power metal band. But I don't want to say a name because I might be wrong, but it doesn't matter. He said, I don't go to bars where it's smoky and stuff. Like, would you guys throw beer on your guitar? Yeah. You know? that, that, that is a really good analogy. That makes a lot of sense. Um, that is really good. I like that. Um, you've done a couple side projects, uh, Exit Eden uh, being one of the main ones where you uh, did some compilations with some really good voices. Um, are there some other aspirations for people that you would like to collaborate with? That's a good question. I. I think I am more concerned, I am more into finding out my own music as a solo artist more than spending daydream time daydreaming about who I'd like to collaborate with. Actually, I, I'd love to explore my, collab my connection with Michele when it comes to songwriting. I have another friend of mine, Pierre Lepape from Melted Space, whom it's a pro French opera project that was part of for many years. And uh, we, we actually collaborated on some song ideas during the lockdown. And I actually want to explore that more, like like keep digging on who am I and what kind of music I can come up with and without having to make it match the Visions of Atlantis frame, you know? Yeah. I want to explore something more intimate. And I always love to collaborate and sing and perform with other people because it's so enriching. It, it's uh, I love to perform with uh, Tataria in January. That was that was amazing. 
to, to perform with her those two shows. I hope we can do that again um, because I love her music and I, and I just love the energy of playing with her on these shows. But but then, yeah, it's um, maybe I'd like to, I don't know, make a duet with Epica sometimes because because um, I really like their music as well. It's been around yeah. my 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 teenage period <laughs> a lot. Uh, I know the flat answer is going to be no, but music so is that. <laughs> well, I uh, I was hoping you could elaborate on it a little bit if I asked this, but and it's probably hard for you because again, you again you started playing piano at nine. You you've been you've been in the music industry for for a while. So it if this wasn't it. What what could you see yourself doing if music wasn't wasn't the avenue or the career, or well, is there another many, way? Many things. It's um, it happens that music helped me express myself, but I'm pretty sure I could find a way to artistically artistically express myself in in with other medium. You know, before I would have never started the piano if my parents had not divorced. And I would still taking contemporary dance lessons, and oh. maybe I would have been a dancer. You don't know. And I love to draw. I love to paint. I never took lessons of it. I decided to work on these skills during the lockdown. I actually have a very good time with watercolor. And if if I would end up losing my voice or being deaf, I don't wish for any of that. No. I I know <laughs> I, I still could find. A, a, outlets for for my creativity in other ways i'm um music is not the only way it's one it's one of them okay i i thought i was going to get a no i can't see myself doing that don't even ask that question <laughs> but that's nice i mean you're all about expression and 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 i guess emotion because the artwork the music all that stuff brings that out um the song that we're going to play at the end of this is uh, Heroes of the Dawn. And I, I know that the words are a little bit, um, the lyrics are obviously somewhat self-explanatory. But can you tell me a little bit of the background of the song as far as the writing goes? <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. I saw, I saw a couple of comments when we released that song who said, this song is about a gay couple. <laughs> <laughs> Like a couple of guys or girls, but it was mostly guys from from the, the 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 name who came up with that conclusion that because the 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 protagonists of the song want to escape the norms and codes and seem to be misunderstood by people and that they had a different way of what love is about, they said this is must be about a gay couple. So I'm sorry if the gay community in metal wants to take this song as one of their new anthems why not i'm totally open for that i think it's kind of cool <laughs> but this song was not about um a gay couple actually this song i came from a poem i wrote that i sent to the man i was in love back then because this is how i pictured the two of us um being just outsiders and and being more aware of and being more share consciousness and, and self-awareness and 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 therefore being different from what society expects out of it, and um, and that difference, and and then I imagine uh, us being in a totally different period of time, where as soon as you think different, you're you're completely, um, how do you say, expelled from society, and 
and and because you if you would like prone some ideas that would be forbidden then you could risk your life and this is what happens in the song like these people get they, they get executed because what they showed what they what they thought and the way they lived was completely against what the power out there wanted to people to live by so i like i, I sort of um extended the poem to a larger story and, and I couldn't sure. even put in the song everything I had in mind of that situation that was completely invented but yeah that's pretty much how I came up with the entire lyrics oh. well so there could be a hidden sequel on the next album to the song oh, why not <laughs> <laughs> do you have that where you write where you write a lot of songs but then I, I'm guessing you probably do a lot of poems as well where you just kind of <laughs> I, I I did when uh, that relationship was it was inspiring in that way. So I did write I did write poems uh, to that person uh, for for some time. Um, I'm not writing poems anymore. It's like right now I I'm using the time I have because of the situation to to get into new new projects. Like I just launched my blog. Okay. <laughs> because I want to help other musicians to thrive in their career and because uh, it's been 10 years this year that I um, that I'm singing in that level and I've learned some stuff from my from my experience and I want to share it so yeah why so that's not? my my priority right now is 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 that contribution it's con contributing give back to the world what I what I learned uh, so that's my priority but but I know December, January is going to be about writing lyrics for the next record. <laughs> Ooh, so that means a new album coming hopefully next year, right? Yes, unless the touring plan, get, all touring plans get canceled and then we'll have to postpone the album. But the plan is released next year. Yeah. Oh, nice. Wow. Um, I, I wish I had more time. They wanted me to do about 30 minutes. Uh, we stretched it over, so I apologize if somebody's going to talk to you next. Um, no, it's fine, I, and you're, you're the last one for today. <laughs> I am? Oh, can yeah. I ask any more questions? Yeah, sure. Uh, with um, with the touring, uh, you guys have done massive festivals, and you've also done more intimate venues. Do you have a favorite? Because, I mean, obviously you like to reach your fans, but is it better to reach, you know, thousands and thousands of people, or is it better to reach thousands of people right in front of you. I I am not a fan of the massive festival stages. The, the people are so far away because, you know, most festivals, they start to have cranes and cameras. So the security pit is like 20 meters wide and you don't see the people. You see the first yeah. wall and then it's a mass of, it's an anonymous mass, you don't, you don't see anyone. And as much as I love the energy coming from so many people, it's just, it's, feels more anonymous, as I said. It feels more like, I don't know who I'm singing to. And I know these people there, they, they, they're not here for us completely, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's always, it's always different, but, but generally, you know, they, they also want to have fun and we have some nice songs that are just very empowering on stage. So you, they, they have a good time no matter what, but I think my favorite size of venue is, let's say between a eight, 800 and a thousand. When it's okay. when the stage is large enough and the playing conditions are good enough that we can express ourselves and 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 pull the show that we can and want to, and at the same time it's not too big 
so that we still have the feeling like like we can see the people and and we can have nice interactions and so on so if if visions of atlantis end up headlining tours of a thousand people i'll be very happy you know yeah. now are you the are you still the the type of person or the type of band that either before or after a show is out in the audience coming out and saying hello or at least at least going over to your i guess your merch booth or whatever and and you know having conversations and and whatnot we do that after the show yeah yeah we still do that after the show because because it's always nice it's always nice to spend some 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 time with the people who come here and stay and want to chat and say something it's also nice to get the feedback sometimes when we play a new song uh, some of the fans that we know for a long time they come over and say oh, I love that song or oh it's surprising and they give a, a feedback on our music that 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 we can't get ourselves because we're we're in the middle of it so so we we do that as much as much as possible not always all of us not always we don't all stay at the same time you know when I yeah. when we're on tour and it happened sometimes we had a tour we had 12 shows in a row without a day off and talking can be way more exhausting for the voice than singing so sometimes I go out like I I say cheers and stuff but I, I don't stay long or I don't talk too much because I want to spare my voice and 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 everyone understands but at least at least we do all we, we do that effort to cheer with the fans yeah yeah that's good I love fan connection because I'm a fan. <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, I, I love so much that you've been on the show. Thank you so much. Um, I, I know it's got to be hard to wait the next three weeks for this album to come out. Um, <laughs> even though it's material that everybody knows, um, doing it with the symphony and, and the live DVD and everything. I mean, it has to be, it has to be a rough, to just kind of be anxious, anxiously awaiting for it to come out. It's kind of like waiting for Christmas, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, um, it's, it's hard to judge when, when you're inside the project, you know, when you've, we've been working on it, we've watched it, we've corrected some stuff, we've, we've corrected some shots, some, some, some of the audio. So it's like, it, we can't get the same, um, I would say it's like that someone when you're putting a theater show together, you know, you, you know, the backstage, you know how things were done. It's the, it's not like someone who would just see the magic from the outside. So we're very anxious for like we want people to have it. We want people to enjoy it. We think about them. We don't do this so much for us because that show we lived it. That show yeah. was for us the most important thing was the memory of it is the, the energy that we got. The confirmation we got from that show that we are actually a symphonic metal band and we can do things like this you know and um but we're not the ones who are gonna receive it at home and put it on our on our tv first thing you know yeah have you have you seen the dvd yeah of course of course I mean, I realize you've seen it from the stage, but I didn't know if you actually watched the video and everything. Oh, we had we had to watch it. We have to we had to give our uh, feedback to the to the company that put it together. You know, that edited oh, okay. the visual. Yeah, because okay. sometimes they can they can miss some things. You know, we told them, hey, like it's a solo part now, so it'd be great if our uh, like our guitarist could be more in the front. Uh, yeah. Picture. <laughs> That's got to be a lot of notes. <laughs> All right. Oh, they did a great job. They did a great yeah. job. Good. 
I'm excited for it. I mean, I've, I've heard most of it. I haven't heard all of it, uh, you know, and I, obviously I'm anxious to see the DVD. You've released a few videos that um, are from the performance, um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited for you guys. I can't wait for what you do next year. Uh, I hope you get to get on tour soon because uh, I'm hope and I'm hoping you come to the States because, uh, again, I haven't been able to see you guys yet. So well, um, we were in the States when the lockdown struck the planet. <laughs> Yeah, I just, but I, I wasn't, I, I wasn't able to go. <laughs> yeah, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah. We, we hope to come back as soon as possible, yeah. Good. Well, good luck with everything, and thank you so much for being on the show. I can't wait to see it. Thanks. I can't wait to hear it. Thank you, too. All right. Thank you very much. All right. yes. Thanks. Have a great day. Thank you, you too. All right, bye. Bye. Do you want to hear another new song? <laughs> this one is called... Heroes of the Dawn. And we will see all your hands. Yeah.